Hello there. Welcome to Spark of Rebellion, the weekly Star Wars podcast that brings you up to date with all of the news from around the galaxy. We are back after a few weeks covering the reviews of the weekly Ahsoka show. So if you enjoyed our little offshoot podcast, which was just fabulously named the Ahsoka Review Podcast, and of course, something that we dropped into this feed as well, then let us know in your podcast app of choice. Tell all your friends about it and welcome back to the weekly news. Last week, we covered a range of things as discussed by one of the top eight best-looking people in this two-person recording. And I'll get to him in a second. Today, we're going to talk about should we be rebooting Star Wars with a brand new Skywalker family? We have got some comic book news, some graphic novel news, and... Someone bought a bloody X-Wing. That's right, someone bought a bloody X-Wing. My name's Mark, and if you want to support the show, you can do so at sparkrebellion.com slash support. So let me bring on my co-host with the most, the easily within the top eight best-looking people within this two-person recording. It is, of course, Mr. Gary Allen. All right, mate? Good morning. All right, mate. I was going to say I'm easily in that list, without question. I mean... Oh, easily. On merit, yeah. Yeah. Not even nepotism, it's on merit. <laughs> top 10, top Your eight. dad's not getting you in. No, not, no way. It's on merit, mate. Yep. Yeah. On I'll merit. How's As your week usual. been? You been Star wars in? <laughs> uh, my week's been okay, and uh, no Star Wars again this week. It's Unfortunately, um, it's a busy time for all, like, all the other franchises can get a look in, because it's relatively quiet, you know, for Star Wars. So What have you been on with then? Yeah, so uh, the old Spider-Man launches tomorrow, doesn't it? Spider-Man oh, no. 2 on the old PS5, so... Watching a few Spider-Man movies, playing a bit of Spider-Man remastered, no less, on the old on the old PlayStation. Nice. Getting, getting into the zone for that a little bit. Still reading some other books and non-Star Wars related, and yeah, just yeah, busy doing you know the geek culture stuff, but just no Star Wars, mate. What about you? Uh, just carrying on with a certain point of view. I got my Revenge of the Jedi um, Darth Vader yesterday, so that finally came. Oh, I ordered nice. it to uh, Celebration. But the same as you, mate, actually. Yeah, I've... I smashed the remastered Spidey a bit ago. I was under, I was like hundred percent on it, and then I thought, should I do New Game Plus? No, I can't be asked. So I um I'd not played Miles Morales, so I started it four days ago. Clocked the story yesterday, so I'm I've, I've done all that, which actually I think I actually preferred with that story to the uh, the Spider Man story wildly. Oh, okay, um, yeah. and so now I've got like maybe twenty five percent left, just collectibles and stuff. So I might try and smash that out. But yeah, it's all. The new spider is preloaded to the old Poos Five, so I'm uh, I'm ready to rock on that one. Sam's out as well. The boss is out on Saturday daytime, so I'm Perfect. thinking tomorrow I might try and smash out <laughs> the 28 percent and Saturday get deep into the new Spider-Man, mate. So yeah, similar sort of thing. Similar. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Just uh, when you've got the house to yourself and something like that has just landed. Yeah, blanket out, snacks, yeah. several cups of tea. Yeah. We're rock and roll. Rock you and get roll, a good man. few hours on it. Although I've only got like an hour and a half playtime in me. I can only do an hour and a half console in these days. I the can't really riffs, do much. Me. You know, start to get a bit achy, you know. So that well, golf, no, mate. it's not that. <laughs> R-rated every time. Yeah. Trying to keep it light. We've probably got listeners in there. I don't know. Actually, it doesn't matter, does it? I was going to say like 14, 15-year-olds, but 
They're a bit expecting that anyway. So well, worse than the rest of us. The youth these days, mate. Kids, mate. Kids these days. Bloody teenagers never catch yeah. on. So they will never catch on. That's well, what else. Moving on. Just yeah. moving on from uh, Gaz making that weird. <laughs> that's good. It's good. Well done. I enjoyed that. Uh, do you want to do some news then? Seeing as we'll, you know, we put a little oh, edit no. in there. We'll no. do one of these. No. What are, we, what are we up to at the minute? What is this? What do you mean? What's the runtime so far? Talk to me. What do you mean? You're not editing that shit. No, I'm not editing now. I'm just thinking like... You've changed. I just don't want to disappoint people. We normally have 10 to 15 minutes of just shit. We're only four minutes in and you want to get into the news, but cool. I uh, know. Sorry about dive that. Dive in. Dive in. I know. I'm, I'm, yeah. I apologize. I apologize. Uh, all right. Do you know what? We're going to dive straight in. So Scream Rant had a bit of a catch up um, with Matthew Vaughan, he of Kingsman, he of uh, Kick-Ass, Layer Cake, X-Men First Class fame, and uh, at New York Comic Con. Scream Rants are a little bit cheeky sometimes because what they do is, I've seen it a couple of times this week, right, where they'll say something like, um, they'll put, I'm not even going to use any examples um, because I don't want to because it's naughty what they do. Well, it's just clickbait. So what they'll do is they'll put a title out which is absolutely written as if it's the truth, right? And then you read the article and it's like, here's what could be a thing. Here's what might happen. And you're like, oh, come on, clickbait. It does my fucking head in. (laughs) But, so I looked at this one. I was like, oh, is this just clickbait? And it turns out that they've actually done an interview with Matthew Vaughan, right? Um, So what they've, the, the headline on this article, which we'll put in the show notes, is uh, Matthew Vaughan wants to reboot, uh, reboot even the Star Wars universe with the new Skywalker family. Um, so they've Exclusive. had a little catch-up with him. It's, 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 you know, it's incendiary, isn't it, that? So here's, I'll just read it. I'll read it. It's a quote, all right? I'm just going to read it. I'll make of it what you will. If someone asked me, what would you do? For me to get back into the world of somebody else's characters and other franchises, I was joking. I said this is a joke, and now, yeah, maybe I would do it. If they wanted to reboot Star Wars, set the story with the Skywalkers, and then I'll go, hey, that'll be interesting. Because for me, it's got to be something bold, different, and so brave. They said you can't do that. And I was like, there's been three Spider-Mans, Kathleen. He didn't say that bit. There's been three Spider-Mans, Bonds. Like, what are you talking about? Why can't that happen? I don't control Star Wars. But I'd like to do something big, brave, and with the great characters. I want to see Luke, Leia, and Han, and Chewie doing their shit. Not some distant cousin... Who cares? Now I get it, all right? I'm with Matthew Vaughan on this one. Would they reboot Star Wars? Never. I genuinely... It's like if they, if they were to remake Back to the Future, there'd be a fucking mutant, there'd be a mutiny on the hands, yeah? Out there, <laughs> what they're saying out there. Um, <laughs> however, I do... I do understand the whole recasting thing. Like, we've talked about it. Air to the Empire comes along. I don't see how you can not recast. So let's... Let's talk two things, right? Recasting and rebooting, right? Recasting and rebooting. In my mind, rebooting's lazy as shit. You know, when they just reboot everything every 20 years. And I'm not talking about Spider-Man. I'm not talking about Bond. I'm talking like those are characters that have always been pretty transient. For me, it's like when they reboot The Mummy or they reboot um, like... The Italian job, or I wouldn't say Planet of the Apes, because I sort of I'm a bit annoyed because that one's mint. Um, but it's <laughs> it's where they do like most reboots just generally aren't that good. So rebooting generally to me feels lazy. Um, so where, yeah, where do you stand on the reboot first of all? Hmm. So the reboot's an interesting one these days. If you'd have asked me this 
if we'd done this podcast like a decade ago, it, it, it would have been night and day because, yeah, like you said, the reboot's a little bit of a, like Hollywood's run out of ideas for a little while. So let's just reboot some shit. That's what it feels like most of the time. And you can argue with comic book characters and superheroes and stuff. You can argue that that's just something that's happened within the comics for, for decades before the movies even started doing the reboots and stuff. So I get that. And something like Star Wars is, it's like, it's like hollowed ground, right? Like you said, things like Back to the Future as well. And, you know, all that stuff, it, you're just asking for trouble. As soon as any anybody mentions anything to do with rebooting, Back to the Future, Star Wars, Jurassic Park. I don't know, not about Jurassic Park, but you know what I mean. The big franchises that are held in high regard. You're just immediately asking for trouble. It's like the journalists at work at all these top newspapers, like the New York New York Times and whatnot, and they start talking about UFO stories. As soon as you start doing it, you're in, you're in the firing line. So I get it from that point of view. Nobody wants to go near it. Even if they've got a solid idea, you could have the best idea for a Star Wars film. And... If it wasn't a Star Wars... Didn't this happen with... Um, was it... Uh, was it Zack Snyder? Zack Snyder. Yeah. Yeah. He wanted to do a Star Wars film, right? And they were like, no way, dude. So he did the film anyway, but just renamed some of the characters and destinations. It's essentially a Star Wars film, but it just now doesn't have the badge and, you know, he's changed some stuff. So that's the perfect example is what I'm trying to get out in my head is that it, it could have the potential to be an amazing film. Really cool but you just don't mess with the the foundation. So with reboots, dude, I get it to a degree with certain things. And ask me that question now in terms of Spider-Man, I mean, it doesn't really make sense now anyway, because even when they did quote-unquote the reboot and we've got the current Spider-Man, I don't think he's doing any more, but Tom Holland's Spider-Man, they just brought back the other Spider-Man anyway. So is it a reboot technically? Not really. It's just another version you know, it still upholds the whole, you know, Tobey Maguire is still the dude. So it's, you haven't rebooted him. You've just, I don't know. What do you, so in reboots, in, let's, what's the other thing you said? Recasting, right? Well, let's think about the reboot element of it for now. Uh, before we get to that, because I want to pick up okay, on that. Cool. Because does it actually mean a reboot? Does people, to me, so the next thing I mentioned was recasting. To me, a lot of people these days as well, when they say reboot, they actually just mean restart with a cast. You know, get a new cast in. Like you said, it, everything recently has changed because of all this multiverse shit. You know, you could easily timeline mm. Star Wars and be like, world between worlds, you're never going to believe this. Like they can easily, and people would kick off, I get it. Because <laughs> I think it'd be a, it would be a travesty to, 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 to overwrite a new hope with a new, new hope. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And even definitely. to tell new stories with Luke and Leia and Han from that time period at those ages would, it's something that they'll never do because it would just disrespect a new hope. So it feels to me like actually, so like I said, the next thing I said was recast. Did, do they actually, is he, I mean, we won't know this and no one will know this. We're always speculating, but does sometimes the word reboot get interchanged with just tell new stories with these characters at that age that doesn't step on the other stuff, but just has new character, uh, new new cast members playing them, which I think we've talked about that with Thrawn, Heir to the Empire. They've got to do. They have got to yeah. do, surely. At some point, it's almost like, it's like not doing more Spider-Man, like you said. And it's like not doing more Spider-Man and going, no, we're not doing that. Why? Well, we can't touch Tobey Maguire. So 
we should probably just leave it 20 years and we can't leave all this money on the table. So we should probably do it. So, but it's, mm. it's, it, I just wonder if the whole reboot recasting is just becoming a little bit more intermingled these days because of the whole opportunity for CGI, opportunity for multiverses. Um, yeah, I don't quite know where I'm going with that one, but I just, I just wonder whether the, the, the phrase reboot in this context is, is as hard, is as hard mm. a reboot as people like us initially think. You know what I mean? Yeah, and for you, for people like you and I and our age bracket, you know, still in our 30s pretty much, back in the day, the whole reboot concept wasn't even a thing until probably Batman Forever, maybe. There's probably some other examples, but that's like in this kind of, you know, pop culture genre sort of thing. <clears throat> but now we've come into the last decade of this like I said, Hollywood kind of feels like they're running out of ideas with stuff. They then start to blur the lines with, like you were saying, with the reboot and the recasting, they sort of mush them together. The best example is probably the Evil Dead film that they brought out a few years ago, where for all intents and purposes, that was a reboot because it was telling the same story with newer characters. But then a few months out or a year out, when the filmmakers are talking about the film, they're like, oh, no, no, no. That guy that was in the first Evil Dead film, he's still in canon and still knocking around. So it's like a, it, it is a reboot, but it's a soft reboot. But you can't really use the word reboot because the original characters and the story is still knocking around. So that's all muddied the waters a little bit as well. So I, I totally get what you're saying, dude. And I think in terms of Star Wars and recasting, there, has, there will have to come a point where... Dave Filoni and all these other people want to tell the in-depth stories that are happening around the Skywalker saga at the same scope as something like Thrawn and the heir to the empire storyline, they're going to have to recast someone. You cannot just blindly cruise through the story and through the galaxy without that, um, that kind of cause and effect thing going on. You can't just say, right, okay, Thrawn's back. And now everything in the galaxy is going to kick off and all these people know about it. And then like you've said a thousand times, mate, you've got Luke somewhere just sat cross-legged, you know, completely oblivious to it all. That cannot work. So recasting, yes, I'm up for that. As long as it's recast well. And you know what? I hope they don't go with the obvious ones with that if they do do that. Because some of the best casting stuff in the past, as we know, is when you've had that real kind of head scratcher, like, what? that person's going to play that character end up being just brilliant. So if they recast it well, you're off to a, you're off to the races, you know, it's all good, but rebooting new. No, I agree, so. man. I think the Batman forever is an interesting uh, example of that as well. Cause it's sort of rebooted the entire universe, but almost not like Gotham was reasonably similar. It was alluded to that the whole other two films happened and we were just, you know, it was cool. It's a good example. So it's sort of a, yeah, it's an interesting one. I don't, I just don't think they could, I think you, you just nailed it. I don't think they could reboot, but I think they can, I don't think they can not recast. So yeah. we'll just see how we yeah. get on with that one. But interesting story um, from Matthew Vaughn. He would be, uh, it'd be interesting for a, a Star Wars film. He's got a bit of, bit of gumption, hasn't he? Yeah. I think it would be a grittier version if he was to get hold of yeah. it. Yeah. Mucky. For sure. Mucky. Mucky. Mucky, mucky, mucky. Uh, right, let's talk a, li talk a little bit of uh, cheeky toy news. Uh, so the live-action Hera Sindula has um, 
has been given an extremely lifelike Hot Toys figure. So these Hot Toys figures, um, they're absolutely badass. The real premium product. You're looking at 250 to 300 bucks. I've got three on pre-order at the minute. I've got the Obi-Wan Kenobi and the Vader slash Anakin from Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I've got Batman from The Flash, Keaton's 89. Uh, Batman. <sighs> and they're absolutely stonking. Yes. Absolute beauties. Real treat yourself every now and again jobs, right? These are beauties, right? So they've done this Harrison Duller and it is, it might be the best ever one that I've seen. It is absolutely insanely lifelike. Like the skin textures, it looks like Mary Elizabeth Winstead did. Um, the trousers fit the same. So I'll say on that. That's a must. Yeah. Yep. Everything yep. looks <laughs> absolutely unbelievable. It's absolutely mental good. So this is a one-sixth scale figure. Um, comes with a little, well, a few accessories, sadly not with Chopper. I think they're releasing a Chopper. They I think, are. yeah, I think yeah. I saw that yesterday um, to go with this one, which is not going to be cheap either. Um, but it comes with, uh, it comes with the usual stuff, comes with the, uh, the, the, the stand, the base, it comes um, reasonably well posable, comes with a number of um, hand gestures, it comes with all the stitching on the on the leather jacket. Um, the eyes are absolutely stunning. Everything just looks amazing. Like it, this, honestly, man, I can't even keep saying it because this is the mm -hmm. most lifelike hot toys I've seen. And, you know, the Anakin ones are great. The Obi ones from the Clone Wars are great. They might be the next two that I might spunk to in a, in a few years time. But this one, mate, is next level to me. It looks unreal. Well, it doesn't. It looks real <laughs> <laughs> yeah you nailed it dude it looks real that's the that's the thing and um on this article that we're looking at on superherohype.com i think they just pulled all the images from from sideshow's website or hot toys website the one that's all the way at the bottom it looks like you could easily mistake that for the actual character poster from ahsoka and um I don't know what it is about this particular because Hot Toys, for the most part, have been really good with their head sculpts, really good over the years. Some of them have been a bit ropey, and you think, oh, they haven't quite nailed that. And it's very difficult, isn't it, with um, I don't want to go too deep here, but with with human faces, it's very, very difficult, um, because of like you know asymmetry and you know little inflections and stuff like that. It's 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 so hard to nail that, and typically with human faces, it's that one little tiny thing that when it's missing you know it's fake and you know it's whatever but they're they're almost there with like human life like with this particular sculpt anyway and there's another another image they've got where she's holding i think it's one of the scanners that she pulls out when they're looking for um ahsoka before um uh, before her lad hears the lightsabers and stuff you know she's walking around scanning there's one picture where she's got that on her hip and she's holding it and she's kind of looking off to the side and it's 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 like a photograph dude from from ahsoka it's it's mind-boggling this one so they've always been good they've always got most of the way there with the head sculpts and the facial the facial expressions and whatnot but this one you're right man it's not unreal it's it's mega real it's it's awesome and yeah the scanner's a really good size for it as well it's a you know this is going to be yeah i would have thought six scale it's going to be 13 14 inches tall maybe um, well, I don't know if you'd know well, what that, but yeah, yeah, I, I can concur. Yeah. 
Easy. But yeah, the scanner's mm. going to be, you know, a good couple of inches. So they've got to put some, they've got to put some detail into that. They've got to put some um, thought into that. And it all just, it all just looks mint. Would I get it? Probably no. not. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> After all that, would I get it? Probably not. No, only because, right? <laughs> only because, and I say this before, 99% of the time, I'll just see the actor in a character. If it's someone famous, there's a few exceptions with that where it's a famous actor and I don't see it as the actor. The the, the most obvious one for me is like Obi-Wan Kenobi. I don't see Ewan McGregor, I see Obi-Wan. Um, most of the time, and I would say like Luke, maybe Han Solo as well, Anakin obviously, but Aiden Christian, you know, God rest his acting career soul before this. He, <laughs> you know, he's not been around as much as he has Ewan. So I just see him as Anakin. But, yeah, God yeah. rest his acting career, so sorry about him. But the point is, this one, I just see Mary Elizabeth Winstead. And don't get me wrong, that's not a bad thing to see. However, do I want to spunk 300 quid on it? Probably not, because I could get the Anakin one. I could get the Clone Wars Obi-Wan, you know? If I had a bit extra, yeah, yeah. I would get it, because it is fantastic. But if Hera's your bag, yeah, get it. I mean, You're getting it then? Yeah. I mean, the 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 accuracy on the trousers yep. was a was a big uh, no was a sway, mm -hmm. but no, I'm getting yeah, it. No. Probably not. Yeah, for that exact same yeah, reason. Exactly. Mate. Changes the old uh, duvet time. Anyway, Star Wars, X wings. Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> let's talk about Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> all is. Um. <laughs> so. This is quite a wild story, right? So, A New Hope, ILM, obviously built a pile of models. We know that. We've seen all the videos. We've seen the documentaries. We've seen everything uh, that showed that they shot a lot of stuff on miniatures. We've seen that a thousand times. It's amazing stuff, right? When, when they moved, when they moved from San Fernando Valley up to San Francisco Bay, right? Some stuff didn't make the move, oh, right? Miraculously. Oh, don't know where that's going. Didn't make the move, right? <laughs> One of these things was a full ILM Red Squadron, Red One even, so Red Leader X-Wing. One of just four that had all the moving gear that was used for filming just went missing right and it became a became a bit of a bit a bit of a myth bit of a myth fast forward oscar nominated model maker according to Jedi news greg greg jean greg jine greg jine i apologize uh, to the jine jine jean family for butchering that name um, some of his gear has been auctioned off guess what's bloody in that gear that's right it's the missing x-wing model untouched not had a bean done to it, just as it was on the day of filming. $3.1 million it's gone for. Oof. I mean, this is up there with like the holy grail of Star Wars merch, of Star Wars collectibles, of Star Wars props. This is like so rare. It's untouched. It's never been tinkered with. It's not been restored. It's not had anything fixed. It's not had anything broken. 
Dude, this is wild. $3.1 million. And it looks outstanding. It looks stunning. We'll stick a link to the article on Jedi News because there is a picture there from uh, Heritage Auctions, uh, HA.com. It's insane, man. It is wild. This is wild. When I first read this headline, my initial thought was, someone's bought a full-size x <laughs> Yeah, same. <laughs> for $3 million. I thought it was something that they... Because you know there's those full-size portions of an x-wing you know um uh you know at the end of a new hope when they're getting ready for the the battle at the death star mm-hmm. the battle of yavin and they're all kind of climbing up into their cockpits and you know before han think you know we think han's going to do the off they're all full size portions of an x-wing i thought it was that i thought someone's bought for, for three million bucks that's got to be a you know that's a conversation with a wife so i bought this thing today and uh yeah, we're going to have to make some room for it. Turns out, just bloody model, isn't it? It's just the ILM model. And it, don't get me wrong, that's fantastic in many ways. And I think the reason why it's sold for so many for so many dollars is because it's in mint mm. condition. If you look at the photos, I don't know, someone's either kept that very, very well, um, like oxygen-free, dust-free, in some lead container somewhere for all these years. It looks brilliant. So... Yeah, a bit of coin on that. I mean, do you know what? You and I have said this many times, haven't we, about these expensive props, like screen use props and stuff like that. Unless you're going to show it off to your mates who know it's a screen use prop, you're just going to have your nephew or your niece come running around one day. They'll pick that up. And then before you know it, it's a smashed because they think it's just a toy. So unless you've got a circle of friends who know what mm-hmm. they're talking about with Star Wars props, or you just want to bore the shit out of your dinner guests, then this is, you were saying earlier, you might want to spunk, you know, a few dollars here and there on tot toys now and then. This is the ultimate. Oh, it is. Blurge, you know what I mean? So I've had a look at HA.com just while you're talking, right? They've got another X-Wing on there that sold on the 15th of December, 2012, 11 years ago, nearly. Same rough condition, right? And in that write-up, it says, mint condition, barely being touched, never... Um, we never come across these is basically what he says. Exceedingly rare. That went for 405 grand. That's how rare this new one is because inflation. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, HA.com though. Holy shit. I shouldn't have found this website. They've got a signed back to the future jacket going on uh, auction, uh, on the 9th of March, 2024. So I'll oh. see you there. You know, I'll <laughs> see you there. What other gear we got? Let's have a look. No, we shouldn't do this because this Here is bad. Here we go. Sorry, listener. This is like oh, gosh. rabbit hole, Mark. You're, you're listening to oh, right now. Oh, mate. They've got some gear on here. Right. No, I can't do it. I can't do it. Oh, I'm closing no. the website down. But I just wanted to look to see whether this where this this was on there. I couldn't quite find that X-Wing on there because it looked like it was sold. Uh, but like I said, the one from 10 years ago, 11 years ago, honestly, man, like 405 grand. And it literally says, we have never seen another one of these. So that's how rare this is. Uh, we'll stick a link in the show notes because it is... I mean, holy crap, dude. You'd love this. I would love it. You're right. You'd stick it on the shelf and you'd have to tell everyone, but you'd know, wouldn't you? You'd know I'd stick it behind me. That Lego <laughs> X-Wing, that'd be fucking gone, wouldn't it? Same for my one here, yeah. See you later, Get Lego. in the bin. Soz. Yeah. Yeah, and you'd sleep a little bit better at night as well, knowing that you've got an original X-Wing oh. used from the ILM shoots. It's one of those, on like, that would be the only, that'd be the thing of value, wouldn't it? That's the thing. That would be your thing. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's got a thing. That would be a thing. 
that would be your uh, your party piece, yeah. wouldn't it? After a few drinks, and your missus or your your partner's like, "Oh no, don't don't ask him about it. Don't fucking ask him. Bring out the X wing." And that's the next hour gone. <sighs> yeah, you're going to give the history of ILM, the history of a New Hope, all the things, and at the end, your guests are like, "Don't want to come here anymore." Oh yeah. Unless you've got a bouncy castle, I'm not coming next time. <laughs> yeah. Don't want to come. You've got nothing here. It's in my x though. <laughs> right, I'll go on then. I'll come back. Um, right, let's get on to some comic book news. We've actually got three comic book stories that are all the same story, but Superhero Hype linked them out for three different articles because, you know. Because reasons. Save a bit of brass on that. Um, mm-hmm. So, 25 years ago, next year, <laughs> 24 years ago, The Phantom Menace came out. <laughs> yeah. 25 years, Fan- The Phantom Menace <laughs> came out next year. And uh, so we're getting some new comic books. Um, there's actually, so there's a number of these coming out, right? We'll do them, we will do them in order because they are slightly different. Um, we've got a mini series coming out and then we've got some graphic novels and some other gear. So first up, Mace Window and Django Fett are each getting a new mini series at Marvel Comics to celebrate 25 years of The Phantom Menace. So, uh, we don't know when these will take place, um, but they're going to be done by um, the Django Fett one's going to be done by Ethan Sachs, who's the the Bounty Hunters um, writer from Marvel. So that's been an ongoing series. That's actually ending soon as well. And looks they look nice, you know. The the Django Fett cover looks nice. The the key art that they've released, the Mace Windu one, features a, a very young looking Samuel L. Jackson. And uh, we don't know really that much about what is going on with these comic books. You don't know much about what the story will entail, where they'll be set. You've got to assume they're going to be, obviously in the case of Django, before Attack of the Clones, probably the same with Mace Windu. Mace Windu had his limited series in 2017 as well, so is it going to tie to that? Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Um, these these are, for me, these are sort of these things that I'll... We don't know anything about them. They've just been announced. Um, I'll not buy them. I'll not, I'll not buy them, but... I will get them on the Marvel Unlimited app because that's a cracking app for, for the casual comic book reader. It's such a bargain. Um, so I'll, I'll, I will pick these up on that app, dude, when they're, when they're released and when the run's been completed. So um, first, yeah, before we get to the other ones, any interest in the Mace Windu and the Django Fett stuff? Um, potentially the Mace Windu miniseries. Um, not so much the Django one. Maybe, I don't know. Um, but we do have some dates on these dudes. So um, Mace Windows January, and uh, Django Fett, the Django Fett one mm-hmm. is March. So not that not that far really. And um, yeah, New York Comic Con looked like a good one this year. We really have to try and get out there for yeah, that. man. Um, because they announced some cool Star Wars stuff this time and some Spider Man mm-hmm. stuff. But yeah, so Mace Windu, yes, Django, maybe. Nice. All right. Well, I like that. I'm just what. And when you say maybe, you mean pick, actually pick them up. You know, physical comic book or trade paperback or just app. Um, yeah, I mean, I won't get them at launch. I'll probably wait for the trade, for the trade on them. Um, or maybe the app. Yeah, the, the trouble is with the app. I need a, I need to splurge on an iPad or something. I've not. I've got an iPad Mini from about twenty mm. years ago, but it's slow. You know that they just slow down to a to the point you can't use them. So I don't know. Might need to try and get an iPad. Might get one through work. Yeah, I won't do that. I think work will pay Shocking. for Shocking. Don't need yeah. one, do you? I probably do at some College, point. Uh, they'll listen. Yeah, I'll do that. But yeah, so if I can if I can get one of those at some point, then I might get the, the DC 
and yeah. the Marvel app and do all that stuff. But the yeah. iPad Mini is the perfect iPad, I think. Like I've got a, a, a similar to you, like an older iPad Pro. I think it is like the first iPad Pro. Great, lovely size, great for reading stuff on. But I do think the Mini is like the best iPad. Just as a side, in terms of size, like just the most usable one. Yeah, yeah. You can do everything you need yeah. on it, and it's a good size. What's that? Mm-hmm. That's all I've got on that one. Yeah. Yep. Good, Mace Windu, Good. classic. Um, we're <laughs> going to go to something a bit more trendy. Uh, so we're going to get, you remember when Hair to the Empire came out um, and they did a um, they did a, a comic book adaptation of it, which is, it's not as in-depth inevitably because you can't get all the nuance that you can get with a novel. But as a, as a bit of a refresher or as a bit of a primer or as a bit of an introduction to Hair to the Empire and, and Last Command and... Um, all the other sort of thrown stories, they're quite a good way to get into it. They're quite a nice way to to just get up to date with the characters. So it's happening again. Back in 2017, the original, the original Thrawn novel from the new canon first trilogy, which is a tough mouthful, was adapted into a six-issue limited run, which again, is a, it's a similar sort of thing. It's a great little run. Uh, it's a nice little primer on the book. Um, so it is happening again. So Jody Hauser is taking Timothy Zahn's Thrawn Alliances, which is the second book in that um, second book in that original first canon trilogy. So it's not the second Ascendancy trilogy; it's the original Thrawn trilogy from New Canon, and it's the second book of it. What's notable about this one is, um, and particularly the timing of it, given Ahsoka, is that this is the one where Thrawn puts together that Anakin is. Vader. So if you're unfamiliar with these books, what happens is you've always got a, 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 a something set now, whatever the now is, and the now in this instance, in this book, is set between seasons three and four of Rebels, uh, before Thrawn gets introduced. And then there's a flashback. There's a flashback. And we've seen it, it it's actually quite good how they do it, I'll not spoil it, but they actually tie the flashbacks to each other as well. So in one of the books... The flashback in this book is actually the present, which is quite... In- so it's really well done. Timothy T- Sand does a really good job of this one. The flashback on this one is to a Clone Wars era battle, I think on Batuu. Um, yeah. Padme gets into a bit of bother. Anakin has to go sort them out. Thrones sorting some shit out for the chiss. Happens to be on the same planet with the same bit of, bit of bother going on. They get on with each other, crack on. And uh, because of that, fast forward years later, Thrawn starts to piece together that Anakin is Vader just because of the way he moves and the way he talks, the way he thinks and all that sort of stuff. Um, it's a really, I, this actually I think is my favourite Thrawn book um, from the new trilogy or the new canon. So, like I said, Jodie Hauser, new miniseries. Um, it will be good. It'll be very, very interesting. January 2024, again, that is coming out. So it's going to be, you'd imagine it's going to be almost done by now. Um, again, the cover art looks pretty good. And uh, I would imagine we'll get a Thrawn Treason follow-up as well. They'll all I would imagine they'll do all of the all of the trilogy uh, in these series. So um have you read the Ascendancy book? Have you sorry, not the Ascendancy, this Alliances book. Have you read this one? Yeah. Yeah. It's um it is one of the better ones purely because it's not just Thrawn knocking around doing a thing. You've got this really cool um you've got this really cool relationship between Thrawn vader and palpatine so between the three of them they and you have this kind of um power struggle as well between thrawn and vader i think there's a, is this or, the one sorry to interrupt yeah. is this the one with um where tarkin sort of milling about as well before the do you can you give and they're both like trying to 
get money from the Empire for, mm-hmm. give us the money for the Death Star or give us the money for the TIE Defender project. Yeah. That's it, yeah. Yeah, so you've got um, palps being pulled in various directions, basically. He's like, yeah, I'm the top dude, but you know, you go and fight amongst yourselves and I'll make it. So you've got various people trying to get their get their project uh, projects up and running and so on. So, And then you've got the two of them, um, Vader and Thrawn, who sort of reluctantly, um, you know, sort of team up and do that stuff. So, yeah, it, it's difficult to talk about without spoiling mm-hmm. the story big time for those ones. But um, it, it's a really good book to, to whack into a comic as well, purely because you've got lots of scope for that. It's just... Um, is this a single issue or a little six? Mini it's a mini series, yeah. So it'll be the I would imagine a six issue run. Right, cool. That's in January, yeah. So I think this will be a good one, dude. I think, um, and yeah, and you're right. There'll probably be a follow up uh, after this later on in the year, but yeah, it'll be look, good. I'm, I'll, I'll definitely get this one. Yeah, yeah, I think I'll read this one. I think it'd be just nice to see more Clone Wars Anakin as well. You know, I, I don't think the timing of this is is accidental, given what we've just seen no. uh, on TV. Mm. So I, I do think it's a good shout on that one as well. It's. I imagine they're going to probably roll these out, you know, as well. Just to, not not even for the casual fans. Like my mum's not going to read this stuff, but you know, for people like us, just to keep Thrawn top of mind. I think we're going to get Thrawn treason in probably yeah. two years, eighteen months. Then we'll get the Ascendancy trilogy um, in this format as well. So that could be quite interesting. And, I, and again, like I think it is just to keep. Um, I think it'll just just keep Thrawn top of mind. Um, to wrap up some of the, the 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 stories on the graphic novels, and so these are graphic novels. So Dark Horse Comics, this time, has announced um, an initiative called Star Wars Hyperspace Stories, which is a a series of original graphic novels. So just straight down the wire, it's not a it's not a case of having to wait ten issues for a comic and then they can get collected into a paperback, a trade paperback, and then called a graphic novel. These are just straight out, you know, literally straight down the line um, graphic novels, which which is really interesting. Um, and we're getting, you've got to think this is, this is also to celebrate the Phantom Menace because we're getting two, we're getting Obi-Wan Kenobi in his, what looks to be the Revenge of the Sith rough era vibe. Um, but we're also getting Qui-Gon as well. We're getting a graphic novel around Qui-Gon. Don't know when this is going to be set. We literally don't know that much about these either, other than we know that they're coming out early next year. Um, but these look quite interesting. The artwork's quite cute, but I think what's interesting to me is it's Qui-Gon, very much Qui-Gon as he looked in Phantom Menace, and it is it is Obi-Wan as he looked in Revenge of the Sith. Well, actually, Clone Wars onwards. Um, so like I said, we don't really know that much about these. Just looks interesting. Sure, we'll find out a little bit more about them, but yeah, these could be again. Probably won't pick them up just because of shelving space, but these are certainly ones that I would, I would pick these over most others if I was looking at them on like you know on the on the iPad app and and, and whatnot. So um, yeah, actually quite interesting these two, dude. Yeah, yeah, same on these ones. It's interesting when you get it's kind of rare these days in the world of comics to get a straight up graphic novel these days. I think um, uh, the collected editions, unless you're reading comics in an app, like you mentioned the Marvel Unlimited or whatever. um, These days, a lot of people are after the collected editions. I am myself. Um, My bookshelf's getting really full up with, uh, with omnibuses and absolute editions and, and all that stuff. But 99% of them are all, 
you know, collected editions like a run. It's like Batman 464 to 565 and you have to wait and, you know, like you said, do all that stuff. So to have just a straight up graphic novel straight out the gate is not rare as such, but you just don't see it as often these days. And what better way to do that with a couple of cool characters? So there's not... um. They are doing the trade paperbacks at Dark Horse for some other things. So there's a Star Wars, it's just called Star Wars Hyperspace Stories, and it collects issues one to four of that series, and that's around Luke and Leia. That looks quite cool. Um, and that came out in July. So they are they are dipping their toe in with some Star Wars bits over at Dark Horse. And it's interesting that they're doing it at Dark Horse as well with these, because um, the, the license primarily has been with marvel to do a lot of these newer adaptations and newer stories and stuff so to allow dark horse to because i think marvel is like the canon I, I believe all the marvel comic stuff since the early charles soul vader run and all that lot and maybe the james aaron stuff i think that's all the canon um stuff and then the dark horse dudes i think they're allowed a little bit more creative license to just go and tell these unique stories and whatnot so yeah, I don't think we're going to get any groundbreaking insight into the into the background and canon and stuff with these, but I do think they're going to be some cool stories. I love the covers as well. Yeah, the quite distinct cool. artwork, isn't it? Yeah, it's like this kind of abstract, solid vector shapes and stuff. Yeah, it looks very cool. Yeah. Likey. Yeah. They do look rather good. We'll, we'll keep you posted on those ones. Yeah, you're right, actually, just looking at the hyperspace stories. So, yeah, maybe these will be collections. But no, it does say that they are straight out straight out graphic novels doesn't it but i think these ones are the, these ones will be just yeah you think just straight out 100 yeah. 110 120 page jobs mm-hmm. yeah. okay all right yeah, yeah. interesting we shall see you, my friend all right that's all the news for this week it's been a slow week in the old star wars galaxy so we shall put a pin in it right there If you enjoy the show, do tell your Star Wars loving friends as well. We are back every single week with the Star Wars news, dropping every Saturday morning for your earlobe pleasure. We'll be back next week, of course, with episode 199, uh, which is wild. Episode 200 soon. We should probably plan something for that. Maybe. Mm. Don't know. Figure that out, won't we? Figure it out. Over Slack, probably. Yeah. Easy, in it. We'll sort that out. But enjoy... Whatever you do there, ever-present listener, thank you to all of our fans, Kev, and everyone that supports us during our production of this show. If you want to get involved, sparkrebellion.com slash support. Grab yourself a sticker over there and stick it on your fridge. Piss the boss off. Try and get it off. Good luck with that one. Until next week, this has been fun. I will see you on the flip side. Gazla, Sivy. <laughs> yeah, grab yourself a sticker. Stick it wherever you like. Fridge is a good one, actually. Final stick of that, love. Good luck getting that off. Get the soap out. Yeah. White spirit, probably. And, uh, yeah, if you hit us up, actually, let us know on the old Twitter if you're going to pick up any of these comic books. They do look quite good. You can find that over at sparkrebellion.com forward slash Twitter. And as Mark said, thank you very much to our supporters. You guys are awesome. Uh, Dave, Kev, um, Pascal, I think all those guys that follow us, you guys are really awesome. Thank you very much. Until next week for 199. Take care of yourself. May the force be with you. Always. <laughs>